PSA. Australia's plan to build a fleet of nuclear-powered submarines. Oscast. I'm joined by Andy Martin today to talk about the fact that Australia announced today that we're going to end up with a fleet of nuclear-powered submarines. And this is a very important thing, and people are going to have lots of questions, and I'm likely to be answering some of these questions in the media. So I thought I would preempt it by doing a recording that actually has it done the way I'd like to, with Andy coming up with questions that he thought the general public might like to know, and me answering them as quick as I can, so that people have a bit more knowledge about what is a very big change in Australian strategic policy. So welcome, Andy, to this public service announcement. Thank you very much, and what a public service announcement it is. Um, so should we just kick kick it off? Straight I reckon into it? Andy's got questions. I will attempt to answer them. All right. Well, so it's called AUKUS. This is the new enhanced Australian-UK-US alliance. Yes. Yeah. Why was this created? It was created largely because China has been behaving in a belligerent way for a decade. It has militarised the South China Sea. It has tried to build undue influence in multiple countries. And the game of the global war on terror is finally coming to an end. Not that it's been won, but there's no point throwing a huge amount of resources at it anymore. And the media are still talking about why did America get out of the way Afghanistan the way it did? Well, I think it got out of Afghanistan the way it did because it can see it is not willing to do what is necessary to win there and it can see that there are other strategic situations where it's either a case of take action now or risk the future. And making the point to China that your belligerence needs to stop. Otherwise, the future is dangerous and there will be war. And the best way to stop belligerence is to make it clear there are lines and if you cross them, there will be consequences. So this is not about wanting a war. It's about trying to potentially stop a future war with China by saying you can't keep being belligerent. You can't keep expanding. You can't keep having an adverse impact on so many countries. And the best way to stop that is to say there are clear lines where beyond that we have to have hard discussions that could end in the threat of war. So essentially uh, they're telling the schoolyard bully that if they continue to do so, um, there'll be consequences to their actions in the future. There will. And a critical difference between the US and China is as much as some of the US's behaviour is not fabulous, it took on the role of being global policemen. And whether you like the global policeman or hate the policeman, in the same way whether you like the police or you hate the police, the world is better for having someone who's willing to be a police officer. And an interesting thing of China in the last 10 years is it wants the power and privilege of being a superpower, but it has no interest in being a global, global policeman. So why is this partnership just Australia, UK and the United States and no one else? Because historically we share language, we share culture from World War I onwards. We've stood side by side and there is more capacity for fast movement yep. to make stuff happen. The idea that the Americans and Brits would share nuclear submarine technology with anyone seemed strange literally up to this week. But if it was ever going to be anyone, it was always most likely to be Australia. 
it's not because we're like the uh, the one that wants to be like them, but we're the smaller version and they can tell us what to do. We're the smaller version. We can be trusted yep. with the technology. We can be trusted trusted with knowledge. And there's not many people who can be trusted because this whole world of that level of technology is all about trust and you don't build trust overnight. So if we look, you know, we were going to buy a French submarine. They were going to build us a non-nuclear version. Lots of people have had the conversation, why didn't we just get the nuclear version? Well, the big reason for that is, one, Australia had never made any noise that it wanted nuclear subs. Two, why would the French share that level of technology with us when we've only been working together at a high level for a few years? It's very different where we've been working together at high level with the Americans and the Brits for decades, for most of the 20th century, in fact. So what does this mean for Australia um, being part of this partnership, first of all, but also uh, what they've agreed on? Well, what it means at the moment is very vague in that you know, we are going to get a nuclear-powered submarine fleet that will be a combination of US and UK technology. That sounds amazing. What that practically means is anyone's guess at this point, how long it takes to get there. What we need to remember is that we've had people liaising with the US and the UK literally since World War II consistently. As Senator Rex Patrick came out and said today, he has spent time on American nuclear boats as a submariner because we have an exchange program. So we are not knowledgeless. We are not starting totally in the dark. You know, we built up our capacity to work on advanced submarines here in Adelaide. That program was expanded by one of the top people who'd done the same job in the UK. You know, our technical ability is very good, but we don't have nuclear technical ability. But we know the countries who do. We're trusted by them. We will create structures to build knowledge, to build independent knowledge, and to work in collaboration on things that it's been agreed that will be shared with us and we get to be inside the tent of this knowledge and the tactics that go with it rather than being on the outside. And also it's a probably a good place to build these subs uh, because strategically we are a way away from We're a long places way to get away. to, you know. And also this is the next level of technology where you can't have technology this advanced and be relying on someone else to maintain it for you. It's going to be difficult enough working out how we build most of the boat and then the reactor turns up and is installed. Mm. That is going to be crazy enough a leap, but it's a crazy enough leap that's possible. You know, we are a little country and we do things on a small scale, but we're very clever and we've worked on very advanced things. This is just going to be a leap, but not an impossible leap. So what does that mean for the country with nuclear things and technology being brought into it? Is it going to make people go, you know, against it because they're not for nuclear? I would imagine we're going to have massive protests and yep. this could quite possibly affect uh, next year's federal election. Yeah. There are a lot of Australians who don't want Australia to be nuclear. But one thing we need to remember here is the Americans have never had an accident on board a nuclear submarine that has cost lives or leaked radiation, ever and they dismantle subs safely. To the best of my knowledge, the Brits have had a similar experience of, you know, no one's got radiation poisoning 
or there hasn't been a hull breach. This is not like the Russians who parked 1980s-era nuclear submarines in docks going, we don't have what we need to pull them to bits, so we just let them rust to pieces. That's not who we're partnering with. But the political ramifications here in Australia could be huge. What we know today is that the leader of the Labor Party and some very senior people in the Labor Party within the parliament were invited to be briefed on all of this because this is this changes Australia's future. This is a decision that says from this day forth, we don't have nuclear weapons, but we are going to have nuclear-powered platforms. And that is a radical leap. Because of the sensitivity of the reasoning for this, are there timelines as yet? Does that mean that next year when the election comes around, this actual partnership could be disbanded? I would have to imagine that all of the things that were announced today can be undone. Yeah. And that part of the reason for bringing the Labor Party in is to make it clear, do you see any other way forward in a region that has a belligerent China, multiple countries who are afraid of what happens next, an arms race that's been going on for over 10 years. And our submarines, our Collins class, are coming toward the end of their useful life. And the media want to point out that the Collins is terrible. No, the Collins breaks down regularly. When it works, it's amazing. It is the best non-nuclear sub currently on the planet. It breaks down. That's bad. But that's because we only built six. We couldn't justify building a second generation. We couldn't justify the expense. We tried to go down the path of having an alternative with the French and by all accounts of what happens inside the security bubble, that has been a very painful experience for Australia and France that is looking like a mega cost blowout. And, well, at some point... We were probably going to have to talk about how many of the French subs were going to be nuclear anyway because of the time delays and the cost overruns. So why don't we just go to technology we know that works with allies we know how to work with, which is exactly where we now are today. So what's your opinion with the partnership and also the building subs here? Building subs here, absolutely fantastic. Going to be made very complicated by having to put reactors in them where we don't have that experience. Well, off the back of that, how how does the nuclear um, reactors that power these subs, how are they brought in? Do well, this know? is something we're going to have to work out how to do all of this. The Brits and Americans install nuclear reactors into subs as they build them in countries where they have this experience. This is going to be radically new, radically different. But you know, people shouldn't underestimate our technical capacity or underestimate the depth of trust that has been built between you know Australia the UK and the US over decades that means you know this is certainly very difficult but it's not impossible and yet if we had continued down the path with the french submarine whether it would have worked eventually all defense projects work eventually we could have had a non-nuclear french sub but the cost overruns and the time lags would have been horrific. Here, instead, we work with people we trust, who trust us, to do something complicated that we know can be done. It's still difficult, but it's the least difficult of the available options. 
Thank you very much, David. Thank you, Andy. And just as a final comment, we went into doing something very complicated with the French, building an entirely new submarine with an entirely different propulsion system. It's been seen to be too expensive and too much of a time lag, and we've come up with a complicated but not as complicated alternative, which is dealing with allies doing something very complex, but at least believing it's doable. Now we'll get to have a debate about whether it's actually going to happen. And it's really important that people remember this is about nuclear-powered submarines, not nuclear-armed submarines. This is a debate about how we make a platform move, not what kind of weapons we launch from it. So please, audience, remember that as much as this is confronting and new, it's very different to being a quote-unquote nuclear-armed power. 